0: Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Coffee with me, Hannah, your host. I am here with my friend Madeline and she is going to talk to us about what she thinks makes her happy, what happiness means to her, and some people that make her smile. So, Miss Madeline, what are some things that make you happy?
1: I'm going to the Venture
0: Land. Going to the land. What are some other things you like to do that make you happy?
1: I'm going to the Alamoha Oh yeah.
0: Who are some people that make you smile? Um,
1: my neighbors.
0: Your neighbors. What else makes you happy?
1: Um, my mom and
0: dad. Your mom and dad. That's awesome. All right, we're going to talk with Kevin and Janet Hercock about joy and happiness today, and I can't wait for y'all to hear the conversation. Well, Kevin and Janet, Excited to get to sit down and talk to you about joy and happiness because talking with Jake about who emits joy and just shows um, just the joy of the Lord and how they live their lives, you guys were the first people that I thought of. So I was glad that you said yes. So, um, the first question we always ask is, What is in your mug? What's your go to drink of choice if you're gonna drink from a mug? Do You want to start, Janet?
2: sure okay i guess you don't drink diet coke from a mug oh, you totally so. <laughs> could
0: you totally could if you wanted to <laughs> that would be
2: my ultimate drink of choice but when i can't have that i'm not a coffee person so it's probably hot chocolate yeah and the only problem with that is now i'm in this thing where i can't drink it without whipped cream so I hot chocolate with whipped
0: exciting. cream that makes it even better <laughs> what about you kevin
3: i'm a seasonal guy apparently right now i am drinking Pumpkin spice.
1: Ooh. Yep.
3: I am a very big fan of the Rooted Bean Coffee and I work from home and I drink a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee, (laughs) and I start and finish my day on that, but for uh, just flat out fun. I got pumpkin spice going on right now.
0: That's awesome. Are you black coffee often or do you... Yeah,
3: if it's good, you don't need to screw it up.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so let's just start off with hearing a little bit about what your world looks like, what you both do, um, a little bit about your kids, what your day-to-day looks like.
2: You want me to go? We are empty nesters. Um, our kids are all grown and married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have three grandkids. I work two days a week for a financial advisor and then the other three days a week I'm watching our granddaughter. It's
0: so fun. Yeah, I love it is. I love seeing it's, pictures of that. When I
2: envisioned retirement, I had always wanted to kind of work part-time and this is just kind of my
0: my ideal life. Yeah, what you picture. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kevin?
3: Well, she covered the important details. Uh, <laughs> vocationally, I am a computer programmer, work okay. for an insurance company. I've got about 26 years in with the company. Yeah. Uh, With the COVID situation, I've been working from home as a people person. I didn't think I'd do that, but I'm actually getting very good at it. Yeah. And uh, may not go back into the office a lot when the chance opens up. But Yeah. uh, yeah, that's what I do.
0: Very cool. Well, we are doing the first episode on a specific emotion in this series, and we're going to talk about joy and happiness. Um, And just a reminder for everybody, this series is kind of inspired by the movie Inside Out um, by Pixar and Disney. But looking at how we experience emotions as believers in a biblical Christ-like perspective, Um, and we're going to talk today about joy and happiness, then next time we'll talk about fear and anxiety, after that we'll talk about anger, then we'll talk about sadness and grief, and last we'll talk about love and gratitude, Um, and I want to start off today talking about both joy and happiness and just how we would define them, what they mean, what they are. Um, and if there's a difference between the two. So we'll start with joy. Um, Kevin, how would you define joy to people?
3: Joy sticks around. It dwells mm-hmm. within. Yeah. Um, it's not a topping. Yeah. You know, and That's what I've looked up in dictionary.com. I was curious what they would say about it. They, yeah. they talk about extreme happiness.
1: Hmm. So like
3: it equals yeah. joy. And, and I don't see it that way. And that's not what... God talks about either. Joy is dwelling within you.
1: Yeah,
0: I like that. That I like the word dwelling because it makes me think of the Holy Spirit immediately. Um, But yeah, what about you, Janet?
2: I would kind of say the same thing. It it sticks with you. Even if you're having a bad day, you're having a good day. It's still there. It's not dependent on the situation. It's just something that's deep down inside.
0: Yeah. What about happiness? How would you define that differently?
2: For me happiness is more transient mm-hmm. um situation dependent yeah on a given day you can be having a great day and you feel happy or something happens and you feel happy yeah, yeah.
3: happy to i mean it's incredibly important i think god gives us tons and tons of that and when, mm-hmm. you know happiness it's a, it's a choice but it comes and goes yeah you know your your favorite team or your candidate wins yeah. right you're happy right Uh, It goes the other way or some other severe things go on. Happiness goes away.
1: Right.
3: It's a, it's conditional.
0: Mm -hmm. I know. Um, I mentioned this in the episode with Jamie last time, but one of our high school girls talked about, um, she knew that she had a relationship with Jesus that was her own and not just going to church because her parents went, um, when she realized she had eternal joy as opposed to temporary happiness. And, Coming from like a 14-year-old, that was Mm -hmm. really profound and deep and not something that I probably was thinking about when I was Mm -hmm. 14. So that's really awesome. Um, One of my favorite things to do with students at school is see them do something where they're experiencing happiness and joy that they probably are not experiencing doing homework or doing classwork in a classroom. So I love going to their games, their concerts, um, just seeing them doing something that brings them joy. Um, and just seeing that in a, them seeing them in a different light, I guess. So what are some things that bring you guys joy or make you smile?
2: For me, I think the thing that brings me the most joy is just spending time with people. Yeah. Um, maybe on a deeper level than just Sunday morning, hi, how are you, all the surface talk. But when you can, if I have dinner or coffee with a friend, um, that sort of thing. I have two friends who moved away several years ago, and when Mm -hmm. we talk on the phone, we pick up right where we left off, um, that sort of thing. And I guess the biggest thing that brings me joy as far as relationally is is just spending time with my family. Yeah, we have three grandkids, and anybody who knows us knows that we're passionate about yes. our grandkids. And there is just everybody told me how wonderful it was, but I had no idea how much joy it would bring me yeah. to just spend time with those little kids.
0: Yeah. Do you find just because when you're when you're a grandparent, you get to send them home? <laughs> <laughs> so do you find that that um, you experience that joy even when you're not necessarily with them? Like it's long lasting from time to time that you see them or oh yeah, yeah. I,
2: I think about them all the time yeah. if i'm out shopping or i see something that i yeah. think
0: oh they would really
2: like this or this yeah. would be really fun to do with them yeah. yeah it's just something that's constantly there it's not just situational where yeah. i see them and i'm happy but
3: when we get a lot of reminders with the social media yes you we know, get a, a snap chat at one of them a video or yeah. we have a family group on facebook and people plug in there yeah. so even though miles keep you apart yeah. a bit and our family spread around a little bit um, you're a lot closer
0: i so. think too like that's how you know those things bring you joy as opposed to the temporary happiness is when they're on your mind or they mm-hmm. they can re your joy can be re-sparked i don't know if that's a word rekindled even when you're not doing the activity or with the people so that's mm-hmm. cool what about you, Kevin? What brings you joy or what makes you smile?
3: I truly love to be around people. Yeah. And like I say, with the work from home thing, I, I thought we had a problem going on. Mm-hmm. And actually, we found out over time that I did need to step up a little bit because we isolated so much. But yeah. um, like last night, we sat around a fire with several people. Some mm-hmm. that I haven't. I know everyone, but I hadn't been around a lot of much. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. Our, our small group... Um, or rather the seniors in in the group but the word i use when we talk is i treasure the time in that that group and something i look forward to those are the things that draw smiles out of me and then i also like to pull back i love to go out to my man shop and uh build things or just sometimes i just shut the lights off Mm -hmm. and turn on music and just sit there and just Mm. look around yeah Um, i like to unplug that those are happiness things like say conditional but uh, people and just having some me time where I yeah. can create and all you know and then the, I, I love servant I love our, our adaptive run program we have
1: yeah.
3: uh, our our motto is you know sharing the joy mm-hmm. one run at a time yeah. with those who have physical disabilities and um, I I dwell on those a lot even when we're not actively doing it yeah
0: so. Could you, just for people that may not know, could you talk a little bit more about Team Run Free? Yeah, in 2016. Give a little plug. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to to do that, but
3: this podcast may go on for a week if you (laughs) you don't shut me off here. We'll condense it. Uh, in 2016, I started a, a nonprofit called Team Run Free, and we use uh, special adaptive run carts, and uh, we run races and fun runs. We've done all the way through marathons mm-hmm. with children and adults who have physical disabilities, and that runs the gamut of of, of different things. And we. Get them in the middle of races and activities, mm-hmm. and uh, and it does bring extreme happiness to them. So as a world, will say we bring them joy, yeah. and and the families as well because we give them a sense of normal that they're not going to get any other way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's been cool to see that grow over the short years that we've known you, but yeah,
3: you do something like that people think you give so much, and I guess you do, but. It's almost selfish because what we bring home from it, no yeah. metals, it's not bling, it's not shirts, um, you can't measure it. Yeah. But if you talk about how that plays into joy
1: mm-hmm.
3: when you process it, and then you hear stories later, you see a mom post about something Yeah. Uh, when one of her, uh, when mom said her daughter described, she said, mom, when I run with, the, with those guys, I feel like I don't have cerebral palsy. Mm. You know, that That's makes big. your eyes sleek but yeah. those are good tears.
0: Um, I think of when I asked Jamie how she would define joy, she paused for a little bit and then she started smiling. Like when I think of joy, I just smile. And I think of some of the pictures from team run free of, um, the runners just smiling like a a really deep joy and happiness, um, that you just can't help but smile. So that's awesome. Um, how does temporary joy translate to remind us of eternal joy? kind of springing that one on you but how would a temporary happiness or temporary thing remind us of the eternal joy we have in the Lord
2: I think of a funeral when someone you love Mm. dies yeah it's so hard and it's so sad for us but then when I think about the opportunity to have known that person Mm. and had a relationship with them that's not going to go away I yeah. think about where that person is yeah. if they had a relationship with God, um, and I think about the fact that I'm going to see them again some way. So yeah, someday. So joy is a thing that never goes away.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's awesome. You yeah. want to try and follow that up, Kevin?
3: <laughs> a lot of things run in cycles, and yeah. I guess we've been. In this world long enough, we've seen those cycles. And yeah. again, you could say political. You could say whatever stage your kid's going through mm-hmm. things. Some things break your heart and you initiate that, oh my gosh, this will never get better. Yeah. And you realize it will. And then you get the chance to start sharing out with people that this too will not last. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Yeah. And that's for good and that's for difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen so many cycles. Like say, you lose losing people think, oh no, that person's out of our life. How will we ever go on? Yeah. You find out you do. And then um, the next time when something like that happens, good or not good,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you've got something to play back on. Yeah. And without an eternal faith, you're just kind of going from scenario to scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to be doing that.
0: Yeah. I had coffee with someone this morning and they were just talking about one of their friends that doesn't know the Lord. And um, one of the things she brought up is where do they find their joy? And I just thought that was interesting. With, we were going to sit down tonight and have this conversation, but how joy can just look so differently when you don't have that hope and that relationship with with God. So, um, One of the things that I'd really love to hear about are the ways that the Lord has been at work in your lives. Um, and just I'm interested to hear how you've grown, um, maybe how you've seen him work through joy and happiness. So um, let's just start with how have you experienced The joy of the Father or joy and happiness um, in your relationship with the Lord.
2: One of my very favorite stories is how New Hope got started. Oh, yeah. Um, There were just, what, 12 of us sitting around a kitchen table in the beginning.
0: Yeah.
2: And it has been, it's been a lot of work. It was stressful at times, but there's been deep, deep joy that's come out of it. Yeah. Um, Seeing, Being able to see God do things that 12 of us couldn't have done on our own, Mm -hmm. um, doing things when we didn't have the money or the knowledge, and here we are, we're looking at doing our third building project. And so, yeah, that's, I think, for me, been one of the most joyful things I've ever experienced is... Yeah. being able to be part of that.
0: And I even love that example because that is an ongoing mm-hmm. source of joy, right? And source right. of seeing God provide joy and And not
2: that our church hasn't been through times that weren't so joyful, but deep down that joy was still there and yeah. it never went away. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah. What about you, Kevin?
3: Well, you know the Hallmark movie theme where boy gets girl, boy yeah. loses girl. Boy gets but the reason is that he really appreciates something he didn't have. Yeah. Now that in itself just maybe hokey for you know the TV channel, but he turned that over to joy. Um, half a life ago, I lost that, mm-hmm. and uh, some dark things came on, some difficulties through family, and uh, d- depression set in. Yeah, um, you can be joyful and still be depressed, but I went beyond that, and. Twice I became suicidal, you know, in mm-hmm. hospitalized, And oh, wow. um, it was not so much that I wanted to leave this world as much as I wanted that hurt, that concept, torment to go away. Yeah. Which is very common. Um, so I lost that joy that we'd been developing, that we just were, were loving. Yeah. And then when you get that back, and, you know, that'd be a lot longer story, that how that came back, you've got something you didn't have before. Yeah. And you appreciate it. And you know, when it went away, how you felt and how empty you were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we may not be um, the crazy jump up and down, joyful, you know, um, people, but joy dwells within. We we just had a discussion about that just recently, about what it looks like in us versus others. You know, some are hand raising, jumping up and down, you know, really Mm -hmm. bubbly people. Um, But it's the same in either one. It's just how we express it.
2: Yeah. I had a situation a while back where somebody I'm pretty close to was going through a series of really hard things in their life, one thing after another, and another one came on, and I said to them, this may sound crazy right now, but I think this is the best thing that could have happened to you. Mm -hmm. And I just knew. I just had... There was just a sense of joy down inside, and I just knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah, that peace. And I passes. just wanted to relate that. Yeah. And looking back on it now, things are going very well for them. Mm, it's and awesome. yeah, so you just sometimes just have to believe it, even if you don't feel it. You yeah, know.
0: you have to. I mean, we wouldn't know light if there wasn't darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't know joy so deeply, like you said, Kevin, if there wasn't those times of darkness or sadness. Um, what about in your marriage? What are some seasons that have brought you a lot of joy or some experiences?
3: I'm pretty sure you would say me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been married 40 years in June. We had 40 years. That's and, so awesome. Uh, yeah. That was really funny. though know, we couldn't have quite a celebration this year <laughs> yeah. like we normally would have, but, um, Gosh, you know, at those kind of the dark times I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I think those were those were lonely times. And there was a couple, three years in and out of that for, boy, there. And so, you know, you never quit loving each other, but coming out the back side of that, coming out of the tunnel,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you recognize how dark it was back there. Uh, you know, really in the last 10, 15 years, I think we've gotten really good about being really good friends, loving each other, We're yeah. just natural and... I don't, you know, it's like I'm building myself, but you said something really nice about when you came up and I was coming out of the shop. Yeah, I drove
2: into the driveway the other day, and he was coming out of the house, walking into his workshop, and I just looked at him, and I thought, wow, this is really cool. I get to drive home and see him, and (laughs) there's this guy I've been with for all of these years, and he's still here. His hair looks a little different now, but um, it's just nice that it's just
0: peaceful. Yeah, yeah.
3: My hair has character.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I love that. Do you have any other seasons of marriage that. Well,
2: obviously, now that we're empty nesters, it's a different. I mean, raising kids together was, you know, it's hard at times, but it was still joyful. You know, having kids is just joyful a lot of the time. But having them out of the house now has just been a different season of life. And we're able to just pick up and go do things. And a lot of them still do involve our kids. So. Um, I would say there's the, it looks a little different, yeah, but it's still there. Cool.
3: Well, and something I've noticed that through the years and even now as we've got more and more years stacking up, we get so used to each other.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, when it walk in a door, she may be cutting up veggies or something for dinner and she you know, I'll say, Hey, she'll say, Hey, you know, we just kinda that thing and we mm-hmm. go on our way. But well, my famous line we, is
2: you're still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: We get used to each other. I know mm-hmm. she's not going away. She knows I'm not going away you know, yeah. on her own. But we've learned to pull back. We made today a date day, kind of a road trip, and we just breakfast and some things we did. Yeah. Um, those are easy things to let go just because you get the security of it so you don't
1: mm-hmm. put the
3: time into it. And I've really thought about I've been a believer. I mean, God's been my best friend for a long time, but I go in those same phases yeah. where... Hey, God. Hey, you know, thanks for year. And I don't put as much in.
0: Yeah, um, that was a really good just reminder that being intentional with your time or how you spend it or what, even what you say um, can just kind of re-spark and rekindle that. Um, what are some ways that you've grown in your faith through joy?
2: I think some. I think a lot of it is focus. Um, I've heard it st- spoken of as managing your blessings. Ooh. Like I was unloading the dishwasher one day, and I—that's something I really don't like to do. Yeah. But then I thought, I have a dishwasher. I have running water. I mm-hmm. have dishes. I have food. I think a lot of it is just your perspective. Yeah. And there's a lot of joy in those day-to-day mundane. Things that we don't like to do if you really
0: look for it. That's awesome. I think the word mundane is one of my, like, not biggest fears, but I don't enjoy (laughs) the mundane. So that's just Mm -hmm. a good reminder that there is still joy in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you,
1: Kevin?
3: I celebrate the happy, fun, joyful times. Um, I might rewrite your question a little bit because really I think my best growth has happened when things weren't so happy, Mm -hmm. weren't so Mm -hmm. joyful. And I didn't always handle them so well. More often than not, I did. But that's where growth comes in. You don't feel like you have to lean on God when you, the job's going well, the finances are great, everything's hunky-dory. But yeah. when um, things start falling in a little bit or get difficult or you get overwhelmed, um, that's when you make a choice. Do I, Am I really the person that People see, you know, it, am I that person mm. that God wants me to be? Am I trying to be that person that yeah. God wants me to be? Or am I wrapped up in my circumstances? Yeah. Circumstances really chop a lot of people down.
0: Yeah. We've talked a lot about this just with some of our friends, but how do you remain close to the Lord and, you know, remain reliant on Him when things are going well? How does, because I feel like, For some people it's easier to do that when things are hard and you're reminded that you need him but when things are going great it's hard to remember to still praise him and still rely on him and do you have any advice for people in that
2: i once heard a pastor a long time ago talk about um building a fire Mm -hmm. like you're you spend your time and you you put the wood on and you do all the things Mm -hmm. that that don't seem that important but then, when the storm comes or when it's cold outside, you're sitting by a nice warm fire. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You spend your time when things are good. And sometimes you have to remember to do it, but taking time to spend with God. Yeah. Um, doing the things that you need to do to fortify yourself so that when the storms come, you're going to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's, yeah. Or surrounding yourself with people Mm -hmm. even when You don't necessarily need anybody around but surrounding yourself with the right people because then they're there to hold you up Yeah During those times.
3: We thought we've been blessed with some really special people in our lives And I mean the easy answer is of course we have been but we've made choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been in their lives Mm -hmm. and once while whatever reason Jen say You need to talk to so-and-so about this or, or I'll be able to do the same to her or we just get together with a couple and mm-hmm. we didn't even know we really needed that yeah um man you know good people make you better yeah you know iron sharpens iron
0: yeah absolutely and i, I even find like when you're around joy-filled people it's easier to remember to be joy-filled
3: yourself we um, like to learn not to be too heavily in that area it's easier to hang around with your church buddies those that yeah. are all believers that agree with you um and we've had to be intentional to make sure we balance that out, too, yeah. that you need those people in your life.
2: Yeah, that's wise, too. Yeah. I have a good story. I had, um, my brother was mentally ill,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he, he looked weird. Mm-hmm. There was obviously something wrong with him. He was slow. He just was kind of somebody that you wouldn't normally spend time with or even give the time of day. And... Shortly before he died, we went out to breakfast one day, and I said, Oh, what are you? We we're talking about our days. And I said, What are you going to do with the rest of your day? And he said, Well, first I'm going to go home and spend time with the Lord. Mm. And I thought, Here's a guy who has, he'd been ill for several years. Here's a guy who has every reason to be mad at God yeah. and sad and want to pick things apart. And the yeah. first thing he wants to do is go home and spend time with God.
1: Mm. So, I love that, yeah,
2: just having that inner joy, even when you don't have reason to, yeah,
0: that makes me think, um it I mean, it's a relatively well known song, but how can I keep from singing? Um, we sing that a lot in high school choir, but when you have a joy and a hope that comes from the Lord, how can you keep from wanting to spend time with him or mm-hmm. um praising him, or that's just that's so awesome. Very cool. Um, What advice or wisdom do you have for people that struggle with joy, struggle with finding joy, um, maybe remembering to seek the Lord in that, or build the fire as you described it?
3: Gosh, I mean, everyone has people in their lives that their glass is half empty,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and maybe it's three-quarters empty mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. as they see it. Yeah. Um, it takes a relationship to really be able to say some of the things to mm-hmm. some people that it won't always be this way. Yeah, uh, You could say they're out to bat, and you kind of sound like a jerk. You tell them to get over it. Mm-hmm. You earn. You need to earn permission on that. But that's just one example. Um <laughs> we just try to come alongside people it's really important we like to get together have people up to the house we like to get to know people yeah some of them are easier to get to know than others mm-hmm. some are more rewarding than others yeah but we're not doing things for rewards um <laughs> some people just require a little more time a little more love you yeah. know i love to work in the shop on, on wood projects and i like to work on the pieces of wood that aren't primo aren't the good stuff i mm-hmm. like to look at stuff that's needs to be planed and sanded and then you need to put some oil on and you see the beauty come out that wasn't there yeah but it took time and it took work and sometimes things don't work a time or two and you have to do it over yeah carry that over to the human side yeah and that's us i mean because god said man you're all messed up broken people i love you like crazy but yeah you gotta get things together and and god relies on us to do a lot of his work with others
2: yeah sometimes i think you just have to be intentional about I've heard the thing, and I've tried it before, and it works. I just don't do it enough. At the end of every day, write down three things mm. that were good about your day. Yeah. And that, too, like he said, surrounding yourself with people. And if you're having a struggle, don't be too proud to go talk to somebody yeah. and say, hey, I need I need help working through this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think going back to what you described earlier, surrounding yourself with those people when you don't necessarily quote unquote need them um, for when the times when you are going to need them Mm -hmm. to lean on is so big. Do you have any advice for parents of any age of helping your kids find joy or? Our
2: daughter does something really cool with their family. Our granddaughter is four years old and it's you know, they're just a young family, but every day at dinner time, they sit down and they say, What was your rose and your thorn for the day? I love that. And <laughs> I would probably start with the thorn, you know, what was something that wasn't so great today, and end it with, What was your rose today? What was the best thing that happened yeah. to you today? And it kind of teaches them in an unthreatening way to think about the positive things that happened in their day. Yeah. I think especially like as your kids get older and when you have teenagers and stuff, if you're just coming at them and saying, oh, well, how were things today? And just like, yeah, like (laughs) being in their face. But if that's something that that they're used to you doing or it's, you know, how was, what was the best part of your day is kind of a backdoor
0: question. Yeah. Also is habit building Mm -hmm. to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice kevin
3: i forgot your question do
0: you have any advice for parents um for helping their kids know how to experience joy well or yeah. anything like that
3: i mean our three kids just starting there have an entirely different personalities mm-hmm. our oldest uh, cody and i i mean i love the boy to pieces i said boy he's you know he's 36. yeah you know he's just like he's in air force just doing really cool stuff but he's also a lion personality.
1: Mm.
3: Just as an example, I had to decide first. And it's really nice having a spouse or you can bounce things off of. Because what yeah. we decided is we just had to make sure we loved him. Because because by choice, because that lion personality didn't really like him a lot mm. in there. Because he didn't want to be. Yeah. But we just loved through that. Oh my gosh, to watch him mature into the man that the guy designed him to be yeah. and what he's doing with it. So, you know, I said earlier, it won't always be this way. Mm. And that goes for when things are great, when there's not your kids are maybe following all the rules. All of a sudden they get into making independent decisions. Yeah. And you just get red marks on your forehead from smacking it saying, why did they do that? Yeah. You know, so it isn't always when they're in the house, you know. Yeah. um, That's a good point. But we have people in our lives that would just kind of smile when we tell them about a difficult thing, and then they'd either share a story about one of their kids, or they they would basically say a, a nice version that this too shall pass. Mm. Um, I mean that sounds dismissive, yeah. and there's a lot more to it. You have to get you have to get involved. But um, it's the same way joy overrides happiness, you know. Love overrides frustration, disappointment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why God starts there. He talks about love and joy. I mean, those are prevalent. Those need to dwell. Yeah. And the rest of it, case by case.
2: I would also say get to know your kids. Know what makes them tick, Mm -hmm. what makes them angry, as well as what makes them happy, and key in on those things. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Do you guys have any other pieces of wisdom or insights on joy and happiness you want to share
3: I'm better at answering questions <laughs> if, if you just throw it to me, I go off script and yeah. we'll be here for a long time. But, no, I mean, the, we, you know, we just had a point in life where we've got more time to do things. We, mm-hmm. um, together, for others, we just love serving. And, uh, you know, again, that word joy, we, we, I think we use it a lot when we're really talking about happiness, but mm-hmm. joy in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's where our base is, and yeah. the things we we're able to do—just to to love on people—I mean, nothing we do that's really over the top. Um, you know, I, tomorrow could be a totally different world, but God's given us a clear lane, and yeah. it's up to us to make good use of it. we're, we're having a lot of fun, and whatever you're doing, it, it, it's great if you can have fun doing it when you're serving.
1: Yeah, I
0: was thinking as you were talking about like the joy of the Lord is our strength, and Um, when you're experiencing that or when you're remembering who he is and how good he is and the eternal joy you have in him how much stronger you are in all the other emotions that you're going to experience but also just in your relationships and challenges and all of that it's really awesome Um, our values at new hope are love grow and go Um, so loving others growing in your faith or going and serving Um, Where do you feel like the Lord has each of you in this season of life? It could be a combination of them or just one. Uh, Janet, do you want
2: to? I don't think anybody ever gets done growing.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: I'm sure Pastor Ryan, Pastor Tom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They would probably argue with you on that. But
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but they're still growing. It's a good point. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so we're never going to get past the point of growing. Yeah. But we've talked a lot about how, you know, obviously, we're older than hmm. a lot of people in our church or in our circle. And um, not to brag, but there are things that you learn through years of experience. Yeah. And if we have something to offer people, we'd be remiss if we didn't do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And so
2: that's, we're, I think we're kind of in the, what is it, the the go stage yeah. right now.
0: Or even, I mean, just I feel like you guys love people that are younger than you really well by imparting that wisdom of what you have grown in. You just really tie them all together. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Kevin?
3: You know, the it's kind of fun because God has taken the things that I love to do. Uh, you know, been a runner for the last 10 years and have been able to use that for a ministry to reach others. Yeah. Um, the last few years, I really developed opportunities and joy of, of again, woodworking. I'm a hobbyist. That mm-hmm. way, trying to learn more. I'm now moving in a direction where I can use that to benefit others over myself,
1: mm-hmm. like that.
3: I love serving, and uh, I love to teach, shape. You know, it's an acronym to yeah. how God uses, you, how God shapes you to use your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Yeah, that's how God wired you and used all those things that happened to you.
1: Yeah,
3: um, to because He wants us to reach other people. Yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> we sure got things wrong. Which makes it a lot easier to get things right. Yeah. And I I just remember that story about the guy went, the young executive in the the company went to the the senior guy and he said, How do I get to your position someday? He says, That's easy. uh, You learn to make good choices. He Mm -hmm. says, And he was frustrated. He said, I need more than that. He says, What do you do? He says, Well, that's easy. Make some wrong choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what he was saying to get the point I am, I've done things well. I've done things not well. Yeah. We've done that too.
1: Yeah.
3: But again, the joy that we've talked about, a lot of those things have taken happiness. It sucked it right out of our lives.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: But, mm. and I would say joy wasn't always prevalent. That's come out more slowly in me. I won't, won't speak for Janet, but, um, you know, I started out saying, I'll end by saying it, that needs to dwell within.
1: Yeah.
3: It cannot be conditional mm. because I get forever with God. But until he says I'm ready for that, this, you know, we, we're in this world and God says, I, I got stuff for you to do. And he's not talking just to me. Anyone who's listening to this, anyone, he, he says, I got something for you to do.